Thank you for listening to Sports Unfolded here on Anchor. We want to thank Anchor for everything they've done. It is easy to use, so I suggest everybody get out there and make a podcast, put it on Anchor, and show it to the world. So once again, thank you for watching Sports Unfolded on Anchor. Thank you very much. Hope to hear from you soon. Hey, welcome to episode 15 of Sports Unfolded. Um, Ron and Eric here. Ron, hopefully no technical difficulties this week. God, I feel robbed. I feel robbed uh, of last week. All right. So, uh, I mean, a lot to cover. So, we'll go. We'll start off right with our leadoff story. And the Boston Bruins won their first round matchup with the Capitals 4-1. to one. Uh, They're now going to face the New York Islanders in the second round. What's your outlook for them in this series? Well... I don't see anything changing, to be honest with you, except the fact that now pasta is going to be rolling. And I was right about pasta, by the way. So, so like, I, I didn't realize pasta is actually leading the team in the playoffs with six points. So, yeah, um, he's definitely contributing in many ways. Yeah, you know, he he wasn't scoring goals, but that night, game four, he came out of that. And then game five, he scored another one, which was probably the most beautiful goal I've seen in a long time. Like, he made it look so easy. So, um, that series gets underway uh, tomorrow night, so Saturday night. As I was looking at the numbers, they're, they're pretty easily um, – they're pretty even. So, you know, goals for uh, 3.2 for the Bruins, 3.5 for the Islanders. Goals against two uh, – Boston and – and 2.67 uh, on the Islanders. So, I mean, overall, it looks like um, they're pretty evenly matched. Um, I know that early in the year, the Islanders definitely um, kind of took it to the Bruins, but the Bruins uh, at the end, towards the end of the season, definitely made a difference there. So, well, yeah, you know, it, and that's what it what it seemed to be. It's like the Bruins turned the corner and they started taking it to the Islanders. Um, now, believe me, they're not going to take them lightly because they know how, how poorly they played against the Islanders at the beginning of the season. And the fact that they just took out Pittsburgh, that says volumes. So, you know, they're, gonna, they're not going to take this team lightly. They are, they are going to be ready. So, uh, Beauvalier and, uh, is it Pegao, uh, for the... Islanders both have seven points so far uh, for the Islanders. Uh, any concerns with them? Um, look, you're gonna you're gonna find a very solid defensive team that are gonna wait for their chances, and they have some players that can create those chances. Like you know, like every team has a couple of players. This team, there's it's not any different. They have some players with some talent there. And and look, Palmieri, Palmieri has been a notorious Bruin killer. So this is not going to be a cakewalk. In fact, I think it's going to be a tougher series than what Washington was. So I, I mean, they're not going to be like the physical presence like Washington, but th- this is this is a tough team. And Barry Trotz is a great coach, and he knows how to get it done. So this is this is no joke. The Islanders are ready, and the Bruins must be, or they're not going to get back past them. But ultimately, I think they will be ready, and they will get past them. Um, I, I would say maybe six. Dan, Dan already Dan has chimed in and, and Bruins in five. So um, I, I, I think Boston does win this series as well. Um, to your point, maybe in six. Um, but I also I also looked at this, too. We talked about, you know, in previous shows about the goaltending and Rask giving up less than two goals a game. Uh, he's he's back to that playoff format. Uh, you know, it where looks he, great. Yes. So. That's key, but what about the island? Is it, is it Sorokin? Oh, looks Sorokin, like he, yes. Yeah, it looks like he uh, came back. He came in look, and he's... he's... He's a rookie. He's a good goaltender, obviously. Like, he he basically beat Pittsburgh. And, you know, yeah. Pittsburgh can score goals. We yeah. know this. They have a lot of talent over there. 
you can argue saying there's more talent there, even though I'm not so sure about that. But um, he played well. Uh, but if you if you pick out the team with the better goaltending, that to me, I'll take I'll take Rask over him. I'll take him. All right. So he's given up less than two goals a game as well, one point nine five. So I mean, from a scoring standpoint, uh, Marshawn and uh, Bergeron. Definitely have to be on point and try to get the you know the puck in the net. So yes, that's well you look at the series and you think you think maybe this could be like a defensive series. You're going to see a lot of one nothing two one games. It could possibly be total opposite. I mean, I've seen this before where you think that you're going to go into a defensive game and then all of a sudden there's all this offense. So they, like, look, both teams have to be on their toes because you know one goal can win the game. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's that's Yeah, especially serious. with those yeah, those two goaltenders. Hall, Dan Hall should play a part. I, I, I think that was a great pickup. And if, if you look at all three pickups the Bruins had, um, you know, at the trade deadline, they're all contributing in, uh, in the first playoff series. So, you know, you got it. Don Sweeney did a great job. Yeah. You, you know, he's taken a lot of hits from, from the public, you know, and on his lack of moves or his bad moves. Look, He's done a good job with this team. And, you know, I'm not going to question anything because I think I think he got it done this year. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm looking at this. And outside of the teams that, you know, like Colorado, I, I think Colorado is the only team that can beat the Bruins, to be honest with you. So a great segue. We're uh, going to discuss some NHL now with the remaining games that are left in uh, the first round and uh, the one second round match. Uh, so Carolina versus Tampa Bay. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, like Tampa Bay had a scare. And so did Carolina, for that matter, with Nashville. Um, I thought Carolina would have steamrolled Nashville. Got to give You got to give them credit for making it a series because it shouldn't have been close. Um, which now says, okay, Carolina is ready to be beaten by Tampa Bay. I mean, you got to be scared if you're a Carolina fan. If they had trouble with Nashville, <laughs> Tampa so, Bay is another beast. So both both teams, though, definitely, I mean, if you're into some high-scoring hockey, um, that might be the series to watch because in the first uh, round, both of them had were the highest-scoring teams uh, Tampa Bay had 24 goals and Carolina 22 goals. So there's going to be a lot of pucks flying around and a lot of shots on goal. So it should be right. a very exciting series. And and the fact of the matter that both teams gave up a lot of goals. Um, like, I don't see either team going any further than this round. I think they're, they're either, either one advances. I think they're going out first round. Well, in the final four, you know. Uh, so what about the uh, – so this was my upset special when we did the playoff hockey. And game uh, seven is tonight with uh, Vegas uh, versus uh, Minnesota, the Wild. And Good the job Wins picking that, by the way, because this that could actually happen. And then they like, face the Avs. So that I, it, this, after that, they're done. Whatever team gets out of this, the Avs right, look so right. good. Yeah, they just dismantled St. Louis easily. Yeah. And yeah. St. Louis – I thought might have been the second best team in that in that uh, division, and they look bad, <laughs> bad. Colorado so, just toyed with them. I know you had picked the Golden Knights. Uh, do you want to change that before Game Seven no. tonight? Or you nope. say you're still going Golden, Golden I'm Knights? Still going over with them. They're going to be at home. Upset. They're going to be at home. You know, Flurry is. Probably one of the best goaltenders to play in the playoffs. And I'll just take – I'll ride that. I'll ride that. But good uh, job, Minnesota, if they win or not. Yeah. What about uh, Toronto versus Montreal? So it's 3-2. They play tomorrow night. Does Toronto close that out? You would think they would They would do it. I mean, Montreal is not good. I, Toronto, man. So I don't see Austin them Matthews, going much further. Austin Matthews, one goal in five games. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and wait, that's probably... he'll have to play Winnipeg, who just yes. shut down McDavid. Yes. So, 
Um, it, it it's going to be an interesting. I think Toronto wins though tomorrow night. I think they, you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, I think like, so. But Montreal is just not that talented enough to. Uh, they don't continue. have the horses. Not even close to having enough horses. Carey Price can't do it alone. So we'll see. We got my upset alert. We'll have to see how that works out next week. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually hoping you, it, it happens. I'm hoping it happens. Let's talk. I wouldn't, mind, I wouldn't mind Minnesota running through and getting to the final four. All that'll, right. that'll make it so that way the Bruins <laughs> are number three seed. Gotcha. <laughs> um, as we do, we, co- we try to cover all sports. So we're going to cover some PGA now. Uh, Phil Mickelson won um, the PGA Championship at the age of 50, becoming the oldest player to win a major. Um, what do you think about that performance? Ah, you, you got to love it. I mean, I like Phil. I've always been a Phil Mickelson fan. You know, uh, look, he just seems like a normal guy just going out there and playing golf. And, like, how long How long was the talk for, well, he can't get it done in big, you know, in big matches. And and here he is. He's doing his thing. Yeah, so and the oldest to do it. Yes. Yeah. So he's won six majors in his career, but he hasn't won a major since 2013. So you think about an eight year drought. Um, He's got a long way to go to catch up. 42. He's going to have to play till 140 at this pace. (laughs) He's ranked. He, he, uh, he's never gotten higher than second overall though, in ranking. And I think he, he fell into that poor thing of having to worry about Tiger Woods for as long as he did. So as good as a golfer as he was, he had that one. It's like you you always have those teams at the nemesis, the NFL, the Patriots. Yep. How many teams in the AFC East? Uh, or you know what I mean. You look at basketball with Jordan in the nineties. How many of those teams, like the Knicks, couldn't get past? You know, he right. had Tiger Woods. So unfortunately, he never. Utah. He was never. Able. Think about Charles Barkley. How he couldn't win a championship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with that Phoenix so, team that was loaded, right? Yeah. You know, so Phil, great job at age fifty. He's at, he's got fifty five professional wins in his career. So um, I'm happy for him. That, that was a really good uh, good thing to see. Like he'll never be in the conversation of best golfer of all time. Um, a lot of it was because of that Tiger Woods thing. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's tough to overcome Tiger Woods. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're talking about errors. Uh, Rick chimed in with uh, John Cena. <laughs> so we got our nice we got a wrestling uh you know reference there. that's awesome um we're, we're gonna go on to the nba here we're gonna talk some nba playoffs so a lot going on in the nba um oh my lord that, that philly washington series washington just looks like they're a, a train wreck right now they're getting beat in every statistical category possible um They've got Tobias Harris averaging 28 and Bede averaging 26. Sim- Simmons is 18, 11, and 12. 11 assists, 12 rebounds a game. So he's the triple-double machine. Westbrook on the other side, only 13 points a game. I think it's 12 boards. Um, Bradley Beal's doing all he can with 33 points a game, but um, this series over? Yes. Yes. Like, I mean, obviously the Wizards were the underdog. I mean, that was obvious. Um, look, it, if Westbrook and Beal can't do more, they have no chance. Yeah, Because yeah, nobody I, else I is really going to be able to pick it up. And I, look, we talked about Tatum has to do what he has to drop 50. Unfortunately, he's not Luca. Yeah. <laughs> Like Luca is taking his team on his back, and he's d- getting the job done. The yeah. Celtics are in the same position as the Wizards. Yeah. So um, interesting series. The Knicks Hawks we talked about. It's tied up at one one currently. Yeah. Uh, Randall's doing what he does. Uh, double double. So fifteen points, twelve rebounds. Uh, game threes tonight. Derrick Rose averaging twenty one points so far in the series. That's nice to see. Trey Young, 31 points, eight, eight and a half assists. So right. how do you think this is going to go? Well, we had talked about this last week, and this was probably going to be the closest series in the East. 
Um, I would not be surprised if it goes the distance, to be yeah, honest this with one, you. This one, to me, is going seven. Yeah. And I think it's based on the fact that both teams um, – and I still think New York pulls this out only based on the defensive part of it. Right, but right. Trey Young's just so good. Yeah. I mean, it's – this is the probably – like I said, it's the better series in this – in the conference. And, you know, I, look – I'm not. I'm not a New York fan by by no means, of course, you know. Um, but I would like the winner of this series to to get out of the division. To be, I mean, the conference. To be honest with you, uh, I would love to see it because you know they they're kind of underdogs. I mean, they're not you know Brooklyn. They're not the Sixers, yeah. and they're not Milwaukee. Yeah. So. I would love to see the underdog come out of there, <laughs> but so it's speaking, not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no. Speaking of Milwaukee, the Bucks are up 3-0 on the Heat. Yeah, I, I kind of expected this. Absolute destruction on the boards. They are destroying them on the boards. Giannis is averaging 24 and 16 rebounds a game. Look, like I said, they remember last year, and that was their motiv motivation. They came to destroy Miami. They, that's what they're there for. They are, yeah. they are, they are going wild in that series. I mean, it's so think about this. Insane. We talked about uh, so Drew Holiday and, and Middleton had to be those two other guys. It can't all be Giannis. They're stepping up. And then if you look at Miami, Drogic is their leading scorer right now, averaging seventeen points. Butler's yeah. averaging fifteen, and Bam Adebayo is averaging fourteen. Those are your two star players. If you can't get more out of those two, which again, I think this goes for. That's it. Milwaukee's gonna gonna win the next game. That series is over. Right. Uh, let's talk uh, some depression here with the Nets and the Celtics. <laughs> so as a as a the Celtics, Nets and the fan, who <laughs> who are they playing? The Nets, the Nets versus some team. Uh, Durant's right. averaging twenty nine and ten. Kyrie twenty two points a game. Harden twenty points a game. So the big three doing what they need to do. Yeah. Boston, Marcus Smart's our leading scorer with 18 points a game. Tatum's averaging 15. Yeah. Terrible. And he's got, Terrible. And he's got an eye injury now. He got poked in the eye the last game. So, yeah. Um, he also, wait, he also has another injury. His heart. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And we've talked it. about it. We've talked about it. This is, this is going to be an absolute, uh, I think, overhaul in the offseason. The, the Celtics aren't even going to win uh, a, a playoff game against them. Uh, I was nope. I was predicting six, and I don't see it now, not with the way this team's playing. Uh, no. Jazz Grizzlies tied at 1-1. Oh. Wait, Jazz Grizzlies? Yeah, fun series. We oh, thought yeah, it was yeah, going to yeah, be the Warriors. Just... We thought <laughs> it was going to be the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, no, like we, we talked about Utah could be like the lame duck. <laughs> not looking like that. Top seed. You know, this so, could – Look, we thought it was going to be the Warriors, but it doesn't matter. Memphis could pull this out anyway. <laughs> I don't know, though. But, I mean, Middle returned. He got 25 points in the last game, so they get their superstar back. Bogdanovich has got 23. Conley averaging 21. Uh, yeah. John Morant for the Grizzlies, 36 and a half points a game. Yeah, Talk how about do you let young... him get away from you? Right. He's, that kid's going to be a superstar. This and then what I'm saying. I don't think I don't I don't see Utah winning this series. I don't see it. It's it's gonna be close, but um I don't know. If if Utah can shoot the ball, I mean they're one of the best three point shooting teams in the league. Um yeah. it's really gonna depend on what else they get. Uh, you know, the Grizzlies get from their uh you second and third scorers. Uh here's an interesting series. Clippers Mavs 2 0 right now. Mavs, did you see that? I one? told you. I don't I know about you. that. So as as the Clippers not showing up for one game yet? <laughs> no, it's it. Look, like I said, Luca is carrying this team through the Clippers, and I am not surprised one bit. Luca, thirty-five points a game, eight and a half rebounds, nine assists. Right yeah, now. he's doing it all. He's, he's doing it all. It, it, like <laughs> he must be upset that he wasn't. In the nomination for MVP, I don't know how. I, I just <coughs> the interesting part of this is 
And, and Dan, you're trying to Clippers are the team to watch. Clippers are the team to watch to fall apart. If you think the Celtics are in trouble after losing, if they're going to lose this series, what does this say about the Clippers if they can't even get out of the first round? They basically tanked the end of the season so they wouldn't have to face the Lakers till later on in the Western Conference Championship. They may not get out of the first round against no, they're Dallas. Not they're not going to. Dallas. And you got it. It's already over. <laughs> it's already over. Uh, Nuggets Trailblazers. 2 uh, 1 Nuggets right now. It's a good series. Uh, you know, I think Denver's got a little too much for Portland to overcome. You know, these are two teams that are playing their their hearts out right now, and and uh, it, it could go seven, um, but it could. I, I think Denver will take care of it in in six, but it could go seven. It yeah, could go seven. Joke is thirty six points, eleven almost twelve rebounds a game. Yeah, Damian Lillard thirty seven almost thirty eight points a game right now, nine assists. So the the two superstars on both teams are playing. And yeah. they, they're both wanting to win. So um, that series, when we talk about heart, that's that's a series with a bunch of heart. Those, those, those both those teams. It's okay, have heart. Boston Celtics. When you get done with your four games, you can watch those two teams, and that's when you see what you need to do. We talked about this on the face-off that I won last week. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh come on! Get out of here! I go so, wrong. Suns Lakers, uh, two one L A. Now the Lakers. Uh, the second win out. was by game, default. <laughs> game three, Anthony Davis twenty seven and nine, uh, and LeBron twenty and nine assists a game. Chris Paul averaging six points a game. Phoenix, yeah, number two seed here. It's not looking good, and I no. had high hopes. But again, you know. I picked LA and there was a reason for that. It's, you know, they hung on, made the playoffs, and that's all they needed to do. They got, you know, LeBron with lots of rest. And think about championship pedigree, playoff experience goes a long way. Devin Booker hasn't played in the playoffs. I mean, he's having a good series, but, you know, Chris Paul has always struggled in the playoffs. It's just one of those things. So I know he's injured. Um, so that's not helping, but I, I don't see the Lakers losing another game in this series. No, I don't I see they, it either. They turn and that corner. That's that's bad news for for the other teams, to be honest with you. Um if the Lakers are gonna play healthy the rest of the way, and that's a that's a big if, the other teams are in trouble. Uh I only see maybe Maybe Denver is probably the only one that can probably withstand the Lakers, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. So once again, if you're joining us, we're on Rhode Island Broadcasting. We're on every Friday night at 6 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, If you want to join us on uh, social media or on Facebook or Twitter, at Sports Unfolded or at Broadcasting RI. Instagram, Sports underscore Unfolded. And now Podcasts with Spotify to anchor and Google. So we're really excited about that as well. Um, and our new show, the the wrestling den is also on those platforms. So really excited about that. Uh, let's talk some NFL A lot going on in the NFL. <clears throat> Excuse me. After 24 seasons in the NFL, Adam Vinatieri is retiring from football. He played 10 seasons with the Patriots and 14 with the Colts. Four times. My favorite kicker. My favorite kicker. So that picture right back here, that's against Carolina. That was the yep. second championship. God, he so, was so good. He so was nails. Li- listen to some of these records he has. NFL records, most consecutive field goals made with 44. Most combined regular and postseason games played, 397. Most career field goals made, 599. Most field goals attempted at 715. And the all-time points leader in the NFL with 2,673 points. Hall of Fame. Pretty pretty first ballot. If, he, if he's not, there's something wrong. Because when you think about kickers, even today, they usually don't get mentioned on the team. It's not, it's not a, a thing. He was part of that Patriot dynasty. Like, he was yeah. one of those guys you mentioned with Brady's. With I also the, recall him making a big tackle as well. 
Yes. Yes. So he wasn't just a kicker. No. He was a football player. Rick, definitely. Hall of Famer for sure. So some more Patriot news. I'm throwing this one out at you. New England Patriots released linebacker Leroy Reynolds uh, yesterday. Why is this a big story? I'm going to tell you why. You ready? Good. They needed to make a roster spot for you know who? One Julio Jones. Maybe. So they didn't have enough roster spots. They had to eliminate somebody. So basically what they've done is they've they've made sure they have a roster spot for June 1st. Um, and we did a Facebook poll of wide receiver, would you rather have on your team Julio Jones or Odell Beckham Jr.? And 75% of our fans with 28 votes uh, voted for Julio Jones. Look, so yeah. the fans want it. Because when he plays, he plays. Like, he's – I don't consider him a diva. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Julio Jones plays football. He goes out there and does his job. And that is why people want him because – a guy like Odell Beckham, do you really want him, you know, to to have his antics on the sidelines in New England? I don't. Look, Randy Moss changed for it. <laughs> that says it all. Like, so, I, I mean, it, it's it's definitely um, interesting that uh, obviously he wants to play with Cam. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. worked out with Cam in, in California recently. So that's where that came about. But how do you not consider if you're New England with all the moves they've made not to pick up Julio Jones at this point? It just makes the most sense. And from a cap standpoint, they have the money. Um, again, we talk about Cheryl Famous. Julio Jones is going to be a Hall of Fame as well. So why not bring this guy aboard um, and try to make this run? This 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 is the year to do it with if, with uh, Cam. And, and who knows with Mac Jones? It could be a Mac Jones situation where this gives Mac Jones a legitimate number one wide receiver to work with. Yeah, look, if you're if if you're the Patriots organization, that's the what you got to look at. Uh, they want to win a Super Bowl this year, obviously, because Tom won it last year. So they want to win it this year. And Bill will do what he has to do to get that done. Like I said, I'm still not sold on Cam being the quarterback. And, and you could be right. And. And to me, this team, the way it's built, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is of the two choices we have. Now, I'm not saying they can just go and put in, you know, any Ryan show. Hoyer? Ryan Hoyer. Right. You can't put in <laughs> Hoyer in there and expect to, to do anything. But, like, look, Cam is an NFL quarterback. Whatever you think of him, and you know I don't care for him that much. Whatever you think of him as a quarterback, he is still capable of leading the team to a Super Bowl because this team is built for it. Yeah. It is built not just for the quarterback to do everything. And that's why I think they, they New England's got to make this move. So whoever wins that quarterback job coming out of camp is going to be well-equipped to get them there. Yeah, and again, um, early early indications out of camp is that uh, you know Mac Jones looks good. He's picking it up pretty quick. Um, a lot of these a lot of these players that they got picked up, they just love the the coaching of Bill Belichick, and they're in awe of what he knows. So you think about they're the banking quality on going to a Super Bowl. That's what they're banking on. Yeah, best Love best going to get them there. Yeah, best thing I've heard so far. Hunter Henry, he's looking at old Grunk tape. He said he's going to be the next Grunk. So I, I, I'd be excited with that. I'd take that. Look, like all those picks, like I like we said during the NFL show, those all those picks <coughs> that they got, they're all in that four and five year in their career. And that is when players start yeah. to bust out. So I'm not looking for anything different. Dan, Cam will not play more. <laughs> Will play will not play three games for the Pats, so he's going under on the three games. Under. <laughs> um, you know what time it is. Pick 
and roll, roll baby. Pick and roll, baby. So this week's Best topic on any show, <laughs> without a doubt, without a doubt. Uh, which of these players returning from injury will have a bigger impact this upcoming season for his team? And the five players we're going to discuss are Joe Burrow, Odell Beckham Jr., Dak Prescott, Saquon Barkley, and Carson Wentz. Uh, it is your turn to go first this week, so I will let you uh, start off, and then I will sh- I w- then I will give the fans the correct list. What if we're the same list? I don't think we- I don't think we will this time. All Not right, number point. five, number five, Carson Wentz. Yeah, so we're already. Um, I say this because he is not an upgrade from Rivers. Definitely okay. not an upgrade. I'm sorry. Carson Wentz isn't as good as Rivers. This is a downgrade. So impact. Hey, it might be the best impact, but in reverse. Okay. That's, hey, <laughs> so, that's a I mean, there point. is that. <laughs> valid point. So, uh, but we're going a positive impact, I'm assuming. Yes. Uh, so Carson yes. Wentz, um, look, he might not even make it through a season. So, uh, yeah. Number four, I have Odell Beckham. Um, I believe Cleveland is going to make the playoffs again. Um, I don't think they're going to get any further than what they did last year. So the impact of Odell Beckham is just basically to get them right where they were. Uh, so I don't think I don't think that that makes them more of a chance to beat KC. Okay. I think defensive side would would help them beat Casey. Number three, I have Joe Burrow. Um, I mean, look, Cincinnati is going to have a potential chance for the playoffs. I think they're going to beat out Pittsburgh, in fact. So I think they are going to improve this year. And if Joe Burrow can stay alive... <laughs> Because they didn't go get him alignment. Yeah, we talked about it, right? <laughs> so, but I think he will have an impact because he's going to get them further. I think they're going to be above Pittsburgh, like I said, uh, and get a shot. Like, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but they're going to be around that area. Uh, number two, I have Dak Prescott. Okay. Um. Look, I mean, again, he's got to stay healthy because if he doesn't, Dallas probably won't win another game after he gets hurt. Um, But with him playing, I can see them going maybe seven, eight wins on the season, which is a big jump from what they were last year. I mean, what would they have five? Six and ten last year. Six and ten. So, so if they get eight wins this year, that's a big jump for them. Uh, eight going eight and oh, that would be eight and nine, right? Yeah. So they have to have nine wins. Nine, nine and eight. Okay. So nine and eight. Uh, but they won't make the playoffs. But it's a big jump because, like, if you have a healthy quarterback, then you actually have a shot. Okay. Uh, number one, Saquon Barkley. And the reason why I have him over Dak is because I think the Giants are going to win the division. They're going to win it handily. This guy is going to give them stability at the quarterback position. Because now the quarterback doesn't have to stand there and throw all game long. They can He can hand the ball to Saquon, and Saquon's going to run right through the, the defense in that entire division. I wouldn't be surprised – if they don't lose a game in that division because of having Saquon Barkley there. I, I, I can see it. I, no, good valid points. Good valid points. Now I'm going to give, uh, so Dan agreed with you uh, other than Burrow, but um, I, I, you got the list all wrong. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you, oh. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you numbers on top of numbers as well. That's okay. Cause the eyeball test is better. Joe Burrow, my number five. Yep. Played in 10 games. Team went two, seven, and one while he played. He threw for 26, uh, almost 2,700 yards, 13 touchdowns, five interceptions. The team was four and 11 and one last season. Okay. He still hasn't played a full 16 game, well, now 17 game season. So he's still got to mature. He's still got time to, he's got to develop. 
So his impact, he's still on the learning curve. So I don't think he can make as big an impact and make them a, an 8-9 win. I just don't see that happening. And number four, I had Dak Prescott. So he played five games last year with the with the Cowboys. They went two and three. He threw for 18, a little over 1,800 yards, nine touchdowns, four picks. The team overall last year was six and 10. In 2019, Dak Prescott threw for 4,900 yards, 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. So you're like, wow, right? What an upgrade. They get Dak. They went eight and eight. So to be 500, they didn't improve much on defense, enough to say that they're, that him being back makes them any better than a 500 team. So I don't think he has as big an impact. And number three, I agreed with your points on Saquon Barkley. I think if he can bounce back, if you look at his rookie year, 1,300 yards rushing, 11 touchdowns, 2019, 1,000 yards rushing, six touchdowns, but he also had 91 receptions in 2018 and 52 receptions in 2019. If he can stay healthy and he's part of that offense and Daniel Jones takes that leap that we discussed, they're definitely, I mean, the team to beat in the NFC East. It's all hinging on how he comes back. He only played in two games last season before he got hurt. So Saquon Barkley is my number three. Number two, Carson Wentz. So Carson Wentz. Played in 12 games last season, was 3-8-1 in those games, 2,600 yards, 16 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. The Eagles overall 4-11-1 last season. His 2019 numbers, he threw for 4,000 yards, 27 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. The Colts were 11-5 last year. 11-5 last year. If Frank Wright, who we discussed being his former coach, can get him back to his 2019 impact, that team's a playoff team and possibly a, a, a Super Bowl contender. It's all going to hinge on the coaching, which I think he's going to have better coaching, a belief in him. So Carson Wentz, to me, is going to make sure that the Colts are back in the playoffs, possibly in the AFC Championship game. My number one, Odell Beckham Jr. He played in seven games last year, 23 receptions, 300 yards, a little over 300 yards, three touchdowns. Not very impressive. The team overall went 11 and 5, made the playoffs, lost to the Chiefs, right? 2019, he had 74 receptions over 1,000 yards. If you want to compete with the Kansas City Chiefs, you're going to need to score points. You're going to need to have as much offensive power as, as possible to, to, to keep adding the points up. They have a solid defense, they have a good offense. Bringing having Odell Beckham Jr. back only strengthens that their their, um, their chances of winning and possibly getting to the Super Bowl for the first time. Okay, so I'm going to poke a couple of holes in your theories. Do it. First of all, you can't have Beckham and Carson Wentz number two, one and two because having them one or two pokes holes in your whole theory on why they're there because you have to be wrong on one of them. Because if you think Carson Wentz is going to go and bring them to the conference championship and you expect Cleveland to do the same thing and possibly win their first Super Bowl, you can't have it both ways and leave Kansas City out of that. You can't have it both ways because no, what I'm saying only is one of them can succeed. Exactly. So for one of these one of these guys to beat the Chiefs, they have to be successful. So realistically, if Carson Wentz plays like Carson Wentz in 2019, they got a shot to beat the Chiefs. If Odell, so what Beck if they have to play each other first. Whichever team faces them, the Chiefs. The Chiefs. No, no, the no. Team what if they have play. to play each other? Yeah. Cleveland versus Indianapolis. <laughs> they might both. Hold on, but they both might be in the AFC Championship game too. We don't know that. No, yeah, but if they play each maybe other first, they, the you screwed. <laughs> maybe they knock out the Chiefs earlier. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't buy either of those because you're expecting those two teams to do better than last year, and that is unrealistic. So you, maybe one of them can do it, but they I don't see were, both of them. They were both so, 11-5 last year. 11-5 last year, really good opportunities. 
That's all. I'm just saying. I know I won that. I can't wait to find out those results. <laughs> so once again, if you're joining us, we're on Rhode Island Broadcasting. We're on every Friday night at 6 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Follow us on social media, on Facebook and Twitter, at Sports Unfolded and at Broadcasting RI. You can follow us on Instagram, on Sports underscore Unfolded, and on our podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and Google. So we've gotten some uh, traction on the podcast as well. So we're really excited about that. Uh, really excited about our new show that we we uh, presented yesterday, the the Wrestling Den with uh, Rick and Kenny. They so great job. show. If you haven't seen it, we suggest you check it out on uh, Sports Unfolded. Check it out on Rhode Island Broadcasting. Uh, it's everywhere. It's on YouTube. It's on Anchor. Really should hear this show. I think it's going to be a, a great show, great wrestling insight uh, from those two. So uh, look forward to seeing what they bring in the future. So the episode that I won last week, the face-off. Yeah, yeah, by default. Your big uh, second win. Hey, <laughs> I'll take him any way I can, man. Any way the I can. The first win you had, I gave it to you. <laughs> yes, get them to watch. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so our face-off this week is going to be based off of the Adam Vinatieri retirement. And one of us has to be for Adam Vinatieri. One of us has to be for Tom Brady. And this is what the question is. Which player was more important to the New England Patriots early Super Bowl success? So the fans that are watching, we got some live viewers out there. Who would you like to be for Adam Vinatieri? And who would you like to be for Tom Brady? Let's see if we can get some votes out there. Who's for Vinatieri and who's for Brady? Come on, Rick, Dan, Tim. Where's Tim? We missed him. Tim, Dan, Rick, anybody. Who, who's for Adam Vinatieri? Who's for Tom Brady? John, Frankie, Billy, <laughs> Mary. Eric's for Brady. Oh, you're killing me. Brady. Oh, man. All right. I guess I got Brady. Oh, I'm loving this want, one. I didn't want Brady. I wanted Vinatieri. <laughs> so um, you go first, my friend. It's your week. All right. So, oh, is, is it ready? Uh, let's see. One minute will be on the clock. Go. All right. So, so look, his his thing is going to say, well, he won't get a, he won't be able to win the game if Brady doesn't put him there. Yeah, but it doesn't matter if Brady puts him there. If you have any schmo trying to kick the ball, it ain't going in. And let's give the numbers. The numbers speak for themselves. Oh, let's see. The first one, the first one, one where did he three. go? Like eight for eight in those three games, including three in that Pittsburgh game? Or how about the kick in the snow, you know, or the two against St. Louis or the three against Carolina that they went? Oh, how about five in that second Super Bowl against Pittsburgh that actually did win the game because Brady couldn't get them to score. So, like, this is, I mean, without Vinatieri, there, there's three championships that do not happen because they were won by field Time. goals. Time. Period. Time. All right. And uh, they didn't score a touch. They scored a touchdown. Drew Bledsoe was a quarterback in the Pittsburgh game. Anyway. All right. Just saying. Um, all right, so I am gonna go now. That even so, that solidifies my thing. <laughs> Tom Brady made everyone on that team better. Proved it. I mean, if you can name me, if you can give me all his wide receivers in those first couple of years, I will tell you right now: David Givens, Troy Brown. These guys wouldn't stop for any other team. Jermaine Wiggins. I mean, he basically single-handedly won those Super Bowls because he made that entire team better. He put them in position to be in Super Bowls by getting that team to win divisions. You got to remember, it starts with the division first, right? Win the division, win the playoff games, then win the Super Bowls. Tom Brady made sure that we were going 11 and 5, 10, 12 and 4 every year. Tom Brady was the reason why the New England Patriots won the Super Bowls. He got Vinatieri in those positions, but he also made sure that team didn't lose in those positions. That's my time. You said single-handedly. You might be right about that, but Vinatieri used his foot. 
So, so a quick question though, who won the Super Bowl last year? Brady. And because again, he goes to a team, he makes that team better. I'm not saying he doesn't make the team win better. The Super Bowl. So Tom Brady, <laughs> if they if they had Adam Vinatieri on Tampa Bay, would Tampa Bay have gone to the Super Bowl without Tom Brady? No, okay. they don't win there the Super Bowl there without Vinatieri. They don't win without Vinatieri. I just made they, my point. They don't win without Vinatieri. Vinatieri who got him nailed in every single field goal. Tom, and, Tom Brady got and, him in position. Yes, Tom Brady, he did. In that snow game, we're not going to forget Tom Brady with the scramble, the score, and the, and the snow with that touchdown? No, but like, you're not going to forget the kick. You're not going to forget that kick. Nobody makes that kick. No one. Vinatieri does. And you know it. You know it damn well. That's why you didn't want to take Tom Brady. Because I, I truly think Vinatieri was a, a big part of it. But you can't say that Tom Brady didn't have a part. And wasn't no, maybe not I'm not saying part. that. So I'm not saying he didn't have point. a part. But he didn't – Tom Brady didn't kick those field goals that won it. <laughs> he didn't kick them. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, you look at every team, the quarterback can do a, a, a two-minute drill and get the ball to the field goal spot. Every team. But the problem is – they didn't have a guy to kick the ball in to win those games. That's the problem. First championship. And I'm not saying Brady wasn't the big part of it, but without Vinatieri, those those three Super Bowls don't get won without him. They don't get won. Uh, according to everybody that's watching currently, I clearly won. And I will tell you, I, I will make this this last point. If you recall in the very first Super Bowl with the St. Louis Rams, John Madden gets on and John Madden basically said on the announcement, he goes, all the Patriots are going to do right now is down the ball, let the clock run out and go to overtime. What did Tom Brady do? Drove him down the field, got him in field goal position for Vinatieri to kick that field goal. Yo, wait, 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 wait. Who kicked it? A great analyst said. Wait, who kicked it? Vinatieri. Vinatieri. So he won the game. No. Thank you. No, because Tom Brady. Tom Brady shouldn't have even put him in position because even the even the analysts were saying that it was foolish to even attempt that. Wait, and wasn't that a Spygate year? No, that was not the Spygate year. They did film the practices in the hotel, according to some Rams. Mostly, right. so Brady Paul. knew all those things. There we go. There we go. Oh, you want to be one of those guys now? Okay. Hey, that. Hey. Hey, you just gave me an idea for a pick and roll. Which Patriots scandal was worse? <laughs> we might be able to rank those at some point. I, I think that might be one up. Wait, is the the Bob Kraft <laughs> yeah, scandal the Bob Kraft of the, the shoot? We could probably uh, put that in there. His, his trips to Miami, yes. <laughs> right before an AFC championship game. Talk about, uh, you know, how cool is Robert Kraft? To all the fans that are watching, thank you for voting for me because I know I won, as usual. Oh, God. And now I'm finally getting the backing I deserve, Ron. Finally. All right. So, so even there. if you did win this win, it's your third win. <laughs> and, and, and Kenneth wants to know how many times the Jags are going to run the Wildcat now with Tebow. Uh, every game. I, I, every I know game. you're excited about all these trick plays that are going to come out of Jacksonville. So um, I, I already bought my Tim Tebow 85 jersey because I feel like he's going to just be, uh, you know, in the league for years now to come. He's Tim Tebow cut. does it all. He's getting cut. <laughs> he's uh, also going to be a running back. <laughs> <laughs> and a linebacker. Uh, <laughs> prediction time, my friend. Prediction time. I went 2-0 last week. Yeah, it was a rough week. Yeah, rough week, buddy. So, uh we're going to start off uh, tomorrow night's game. Island is at Bruins. Um, the Bruins. <laughs> you struggled there for a second. I don't know. You were, you were a little. Well, I was debating whether or not I was going to say by at least two goals. So I think the Bruins come out. They they, they show their force uh, early in, in game one. And uh, they take control of this series right away. I think. Uh, at home. Gonna... And I think it's going to be a full arena. And two, I think Tuka is going to play off uh, lights out. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting him to play lights out. And to your point, the, the rookie for the Islanders, Sokin. Yeah, Sorokin. Sorokin. 
again, that crowd in, in Boston, whoo, they're going to be all over them. Get ready. Get ready. Game four on the 30th, uh, Knicks at Hawks. Series currently 1-1. Game tonight. So we'll know who's ahead, but um, I That's believe it's going to be in Atlanta. I got to skip a game. Um, I'm going to say the Knicks. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say the Knicks. Wow. I'm going to go Hawks. I'm going to go Trey Young at home. They're going to be well, down I'm, too I'm much. thinking they won game three at home, and I'm thinking they're going to lose the tonight. Leaving it up. They're going to lose tonight, and Trey's going to go off. Knicks, Dan's got so the So we both agree they're going to go one and one for the next two games. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Sunday Night Baseball. Actually, this isn't even Sunday Night Baseball. This was based off of our, um, our pick and roll last week. I, I did the, the San Francisco Giants at the L.A. Dodgers, so that great rivalry. It is Sunday. It is on Sunday, but it's not the Sunday And I'm going to spice this up a little. Ooh, uh, do it. I like it. Because it's it's uh, Gaussman versus Kershaw. Oh, look at that. Gaussman is 1.53 ERA. Kershaw is 2.94. Gaussman hasn't lost a game yet. He's 5-0. and Kershaw is 7-3. So this is big. Big. So you say Kershaw chokes again like he usually does? No, I think he's going to win this one. Oof, I like it. I'm going Giants. I'm going Giants. I think uh, that way we got two different ones again. All right. I've got a little bit of time. Anything you want to – That's going to be a good game. I might actually watch that one. That would would be a really fun game. Fans out there that are watching, any topics you'd like us to cover? Anything you'd like to hear from uh, anything going on recently? Well, make those predictions right now. Yeah, Dan. Dan's got the Giants, Knicks, and Bruins. So, good stuff there. Good stuff there. We we uh we discussed on the uh, wrestling den uh, about the Spots Unfolded wrestling match. So, might have to do a tag team match with uh, Rick, Kenny, me, and you. Oh yeah, that would be. I would be one. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Want to talk a little? I'll show Aaron them Rod- who Chief J Strongbow is. <laughs> Stan wants us to talk a little Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers didn't show up for voluntary camp. He also was on uh, Sports Center with Kenny Maine recently and basically said that there's just, you know, no way for them to work this out. What does he do? Does he shout the air? Do they, do they hold on to him? Do you think he gets traded? Oh, well, this can certainly show up a Super Bowl if he gets traded to the New England Patriots. I <laughs> have it. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Would that be the the ultimate right now? Before Mac Jones got here, I would have said yes. I can't see Bill. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Well, yeah, Bill wants to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Rodgers won't be a fantasy quarterback this year, Rick, because uh, I don't think he's going to be playing. I think the I think the Packers are going to play hardball with him and make him sit. That's probably what they're going to have to do. Because what oh. are you getting? For? They he he's a three first round draft picks. No team's giving that up. I, so I mean, th- they're not going to get what they 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 need. Make the game at Gillette pretty interesting. Yes, it would against Tom Brady. I I would love to see it. Oh my god! Oh my if, god! If it was Rodgers versus Brady in Foxborough, Brady's return. Look, I mean, look, you couldn't write a better script. I I think Brady is the best quarterback to ever play. Um, without a doubt, there's no doubt. I'm sorry, you know, seven Super Bowls, you know. Tom Brady, that that that. I would there. certainly wouldn't mind Aaron Rodgers as a replacement. That wouldn't that would not be a bad thing because <laughs> you can still have him play for the next what four or five years. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's got a four or five years left in him. I I don't know if uh, Vic's Bill, coming back. Make the or... call. Make the call. I think he's it's, it's the call's gonna be Julio Jones. It's gonna be Julio. It's gotta be. It makes the I most mean, sense. That's good, but I'd rather have Rodgers, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't think they could afford him. And does it really fit with what they're doing if they unless Mac Jones is they plan on sitting him for the next three, four years? Well, I think Mac Jones would have to be part of the deal, but No, that's ooh, I didn't think about that. Because I mean, unless you ship Cam okay. to him. They get Mac nobody's taking Cam. Who's taking Cam? So Mac Jones, this is what you're predicting. Mac Jones 
Three first-round draft picks, Aaron Rodgers is a Patriot. I would do it. I would do it. I I, I could see it. I could see it. It might happen. No, great point, Dan. Especially, Thanks for bringing that up. Especially if, if the organization, namely Bob Kraft, made him take Mac Jones. <laughs> Which yeah. some people say that's what happened. No, come on. That doesn't happen. I mean, I'm just saying. What, the just Jimmy G trade? The Jimmy G trade that uh, was never going to happen? That should have happened? I, I don't know. All right. Dan, thank you for bringing that up. Great point. Uh, thanks for all our fans for chiming in. We appreciate you. Uh, next week on our show, really excited to bring uh, – we're going to have a live interview with the uh, cast of uh, The Wrestling Den. So Kenny and Rick will join us, uh, discuss their show and uh, what they've got upcoming. So we're excited about that. Obviously, we'll be full throttle in NHL playoff talk. So uh, NBA playoffs as well. There'll be some series that uh, – second-round series that'll be starting. And then our pick and roll. Could be an interesting one. Best one-name athletes. So when we say that one name, like a Jordan, like a Magic. They're known by one name. They're known by one name. Like Who's Pele. Pele. Who's the top, right? So that'll be uh, what we uh, do next week. Um, so as you do, if you haven't watched our show before, uh, we always uh, finish up with a final thought. And our final thought could be about anything. It doesn't necessarily have to be about sports. It could be anything that's related to what's going on in the world today. Um, Ron, you're up first this week, my friend. Take it away. I didn't get to have one last week. so yeah. And you lost a face. So I might give two parts. <laughs> so part one is out to the Boston Celtic organization. Okay, so bad enough we have to sit through how you've played all year, which is crap. But now we have to hear all this chirping about racism when you come to Boston. All right, so fans, when you're at the game, you represent the city and the state and the region. So when you go there and you mutter despicable words to players that are there to entertain you it's wrong and you should be banned if you get caught saying stuff you should be banned from the arena period there's there's, there's no excuse because you're now giving this area a bad name and bad enough the history of the celtics with that to go along with the fans now, mm -hmm. like really, when you have our own players are saying that it does happen, you should be ashamed. And my second part, another, another mass shooting. And, you know, it, it, it's just getting out of hand and something has to be done. And people need to start banding together to make sure something is done. And that's that's all I have for today. Great points. Great points. Um, great minds think alike. So uh, my final thoughts also about the fans. Um, Russell Westbrook recently, uh, once he was leaving a game, a fan threw popcorn at him. And then Trey Young during the Knicks game, a uh, fan spit at it in, in his face. If you want to go to a game, think about the amount of money. There's, there's plenty of fans out there that would love to go to these games, can't afford it. You're going to disgrace yourself, your organization, your city by doing things like this. Why pay for a ticket? Why bother? Now some of these guys are banned for, for life. Was it worth it? What did you prove? And to your point, Ron, it was for entertainment. They came there to put on a show. They did that. You paid for it. You got what you, you, know, you, you paid for. It wasn't like they didn't show up or they decided they weren't going to play or they're there playing these games, and why should they have to be subject to this? Their families are in the, on, in the stands and have to watch this and hear this and see this. That's not right, and you're attacking these guys for what reason? Because they beat your team? Makes no sense. Uh, these fans should be disgusted. The leagues really need to start to crack down on, on this stuff happening, and if it continues to happen, you know what? Maybe fans don't appreciate the fact that they couldn't go to games last year at all. During COVID. Maybe the league's got to do that again. Just say, hey, you know what? Maybe we don't have fans. If I, we can't protect our players in a way that makes sense, then why even have fans? So be a fan. Be a fan of the sport. And be respectable. 
That'd be the first thing I'd say. Be respectable. Yeah, Eric. It, like, players expect to go to arenas and get booed from yeah. the home team. But you, you have no right to throw things and spit at people. And you have no right for that. It just it just degrades the sport, degrades fans. I'm yeah. a fan. I love I love I love sports. Obviously, that's why we do this show. Because yeah. we love sports. And we'll talk about players and we'll discuss players, but it's never a personal thing. And it's never about violence. It's always about, hey, you, you, you're not shooting well, or you, they didn't do this. Or we talk about Jason Tatum's heart, but it's not a personal thing. And I think these fans take it personally. It needs it needs to stop. It needs to stop. So once again, thanks for joining us on Rhode Island Broadcasting. We're on every Friday night at 6 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Follow us on social media at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter, at Broadcasting RI on Twitter, Instagram, Sports underscore Unfolded, and then podcasts on Spotify, Anchored, and Google. To all the fans that have watched live, we appreciate you. Appreciate everybody that tunes in. And once again, have a great night and look forward to next week's show. Take care, everybody.